Hey everybody, we are Francis, Martin, and Robert, and this is Snakes and Otters, a pointless discussion of eternal questions. Get ready, we're about to live in your head rent-free. Welcome back to Snakes and Otters. This is episode 46, one of our Code of Honor episodes. I am Martin. And I'm Robert. And I'm Francis, sitting in the captain's chair. Welcome back, folks. Oh, I love these episodes. We do such a great job with these Code of Honors. I really am great that we came up with this idea. Each of us takes a quotation. Who knows where we're pulling it from? And somehow we managed to have some universal discussions yeah. on all of that. Because we're men of varied interests and yes. influences. Renaissance men, we could say. So it's not always something classical no. or no. pop culture sometimes, but not always. What amazes me is how we always manage to tie all of them together. Well, yeah, we say that every time we go uh, that we've done it always. Uh, one of these times we're not, I suppose. <laughs> it might be this time. But it, it might, might be, be. But you never know. But but we actually pre pre gamed this one a little bit. I think we can put we can make this work pretty pretty well. Uh, and I'm just gonna dive right in. Uh, well, one, can I interrupt you oh, before please. you dive in? Uh, just mention that um, out there, folks, we are in the middle of what I call the blink. Or what most people are calling the uh, self-quarantine, stay at home because of the... the coronavirus, the yes. coronavirus disease is out there. Uh, Lurking, yeah, yes. Already turn us into the walking dead any any moment now. <laughs> oh, I'm quite sure there's enough zombie apocalypse response teams out there. We'll be okay. You know, it's, I was, one thing that this whole crisis has shown to be false, and that is when the apocalypse comes, it's not going to happen in 20 minutes, like in all the movies. <laughs> yes. Apparently, this is going to be a slow slide into the apocalypse. That's right. It's going to be quite the drip into the apocalypse. It is, but we're doing great today. uh, Drinking our bourbon here. That's right. We haven't run out of bourbon, that's for sure. I don't don't think we will. I think we're in good shape for a while. Well, I must say, it is truly catastrophic. Baseball has been, well, currently delayed. Well, yeah. that's Spring training was canceled. I know, I know this for me that hard. hurts. It hits well, that's you right. Yeah. Well, you know, uh, all sports are baseball fan. All sports are just you know uh, paused. Everything is paused as a general rule, except football free agency. Yes, I'm loving that. It's well, very interesting. I gotta say, I'm liking the moves my Lions have made. Uh, except for getting rid of Darius Slay. Yes. Well, they, that's a that's a mistake because he's he, there's no way that they were going to be able to stay. It was either Slay or the coach. And since they'd already given the coach the seal of approval, he was gone. That's a mistake. You can get another coach. But, well, and I think they a, should probably. A, a corner at that level of Darius Slay is hard fellow to come back. We're sliding yep. down the rabbit hole, boys. Let's <laughs> bring ourselves back here. I'm never the one. I'm usually the one that takes us down the rabbit holes. Well, look at it this way. We're starting with the rabbit hole. Maybe we'll get them all out of the way. That's, there's a good, there's, there's a good point yeah, to yeah, that. Context. We were doing a little context. That's, that's, that's right. Please, Francis. Putting us firmly into the moment yes. that we are in. Doing a good job being captain and bringing us back that's, to the top. That's right. Because I, I, I'm gonna throw my, I want to throw mine out here. Uh, I, you know, As the captain, I get to decide when I go. And I'm just going to go ahead and jump right in. This is one... Actually, when we put together our short lists, or not so short lists, of quotes we wanted to make sure made it into our, our cuts, this was the first one that came to mind for me. Uh, and I'm actually going to break my idiom, as Monty Python would say. <laughs> it's not going to be pop culture oriented. It's not Star Trek or Babylon 5 or any of that sort of stuff here. It's, I'm, going, I'm going to the history. Uh, to Benjamin Disraeli, believe it or not. Uh, prime, uh, British Prime Minister uh, uh, for Queen Victoria, uh, 1860s and 70s, etc. Mm-hmm. He is the one that, uh, after Prince Albert died, 
uh, was probably the one and only minister who was able to eventually bring Victoria back to her people. Mm-hmm. She was in, she wore black the rest of her life. She reigned yes. for another 40 years. And Disraeli did this because he, he said, uh, people asked him, how did you do this? Because he didn't think it was possible. He says, well, flattery is best applied by the trowel. He would flatter her to death. That's not my quotation, mind you. Uh, but that's just kind of who he was. He was one of those pithy individuals. And my quotation from him is pithy. It's very brief. Uh, but it is so, so easy. So so full of, of implications in life. And my quotation from him is very simple. It is, don't complain and don't explain. Uh, the Art of Manliness actually did a very good article on this. Oh, okay. uh, they, so if you wanted to uh, want to give a shout out to one of our favorite websites, if you want to go there and see the article that they wrote about this, it's a very it's a very honorable there's that code of honor type of a thing because you're basically taking a stance here. And this is I guarantee you this is true in the business world, even though most people cannot articulate it. Explanations are never that, even if they're intended to be that. Ultimately, in human relations, particularly in business, they're always seen as an excuse. Yeah. Always seen as an excuse. An excuse always undermines the character of the person who is making that. And this is something that took me years and years and years and years to understand because I would explain myself if something didn't go right. And I was always vilified for it. I couldn't understand why. I'm simply explaining to you the reason it didn't work. And I realized you're not, you're not understanding. They don't want to hear it. That's the, they just don't want to hear it. That it's seen as an excuse and it lowers your image. Why would you want to do that? Of course, nobody would. Don't complain and don't explain. Explanations kill respect. This is this is Disraeli, mind you, uh, and we can talk about whether or not this is true Question. or not. Yes. So you're using it in a very specific context. That is correct. That's right. right. Because honestly, I don't particularly care for this quote. Well, I understand. I, I, At I, least I, it, I knew it was potential of discussion. Well, the reason I don't particularly care for this quote is it's a very broad, forward quote that you have taken to a very specific meaning uh, point, which is something f's up. Don't try and explain yourself. But I would say that you have to explain. When you are setting a course, mm-hmm. you cannot just say, this is where we're going if you don't like it, get the F out. You have got to provide a why. Ah, ah, it's right. Yes, yes. But that's, the why, the why. But I suppose maybe I should qualify this. The explanation is, in this quotation, and in my intention, is in context with the complaint in other words, it is it is an ex- it, you, you don't make excuses is another way of putting this. Yeah. Uh, it's if an explanation is a broader term as you're going to say to explain something, you're going to explain why we do something. That's not this is an explanation for something after the fact. Don't explain. So, yeah, see an explanation to me is an entirely different thing than an excuse. Well, see. And a complaint is not necessar- to me is not necessarily a bad thing either. Because a complaint can simply be maybe we shouldn't do it this way. There's flaws here, something that should be fixed. Now, that could be seen as entirely different from, hey, you guys are just screwing around. I don't like what you're doing. Well, yeah. Which is really most of what political discourse is today. Bearing in mind, Disraeli, he's speaking from a political piece. And in the business universe in particular, that's where, and I've worked for guys many times, that these two things were just absolutely thou shalt nots. And... 
it's one of those it's one of those pieces of advice I have found to be very very helpful and very very accurate in many cases. Now that may all you also know my background in 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 the world. Yeah. Yes, I can see very much. You know the guy. You, you know the folks from. I yes, work I for, and you know the shall we say flaws. Oh, I'm being so yeah, generous. Yes. I like both of your pieces here that you've got. Uh, I have to compliment Robert. He's been watching his TED talks. <laughs> I do on occasion, really? but I wasn't pulling that from a TED talk. <laughs> How does Apple dominate the electronics world? Yeah, they tell the why. Yeah, Not the what? They don't tell what an iPhone does. Yeah, they tell why you need an iPhone. Right. That psychology that we crave the why. And it's something that I am starting to do in my work is if I'm doing training with people or I'm putting a new process or I work in IT, guys, so listeners, uh, I have to explain new things all the time. I like to try to start with a why. Why are we doing this? Why am I making all of you sit here and listen to me talk? Oh, yeah. Then I want to go to the what. So that is, Robert's right on the money. Right. That you do but the why. But that's not in any way what I was intending to But what to I like to. what you've got, too, yeah. because it reminds me of, it's one thing to burn down the shithouse. That's it's correct. another to install plumbing. Well, that is exactly it. That's one of the reasons. <laughs> yes. I, it, it's, maybe we should have done those two or, together. Or, because it's that. It's exactly that. Yeah, it's, stop whining. That's right. You know, it's, <laughs> yes. It's don't whine. Don't make excuses. Well, that's exactly it. That's, that's what, really that's what Disraeli is trying day, to say. That's, yeah, exactly that's a modern what, day that's translation. What I'm, that's why I like it because it's that. Uh, and you're right. Uh, if taken prima facie as the quote is written, you might think, well, wait a minute, that means more than that. No, that's when I mean, the intention is. It means right. exactly what you so just said. The quote is great because you understand the context. Yes. For everybody else, it's don't whine and. Don't make excuses. Well, that's exactly yeah. it. Yeah. And maybe that's what we should uh, kind of kick around is that, you know, where's the virtue in that? Why is that such a great thing? To not whine and not make excuses. You betcha. Well, to me, you know, to, you, know you you did the whining, so I'll let you handle that. But the... Uh, <laughs> okay. Uh, no, no, he said he came up with the whining. He came up with the don't whine yes, phrase. Right. So yeah. you, you talk about um, why whining is bad and you and talk, talk about, about the, excuses. The, yeah. yeah. So the excuses, as you rightly pointed out, yeah. you know, it, it never it never works. Because if you're at the point where you're making excuses, you've already been judged. That's correct. However, as I was talking about with the why, yeah. um, in every human endeavor, we have to know the why. We have to know what we are doing this for. Mm -hmm. Because if we don't, we don't care. Well, that's right. So, you know, if... And essentially, that's what... To me, that's the, why, when we say don't explain. I, I, if I don't know the, 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 the explanation behind something, i got to go look it up because that's part of my nature. I, I like right. to know the why. Yep. I mean, really, that's, that's what we're doing here is discussing the why. That's, that's the whole well, point that, of the ultimately discussion. Ultimately, that's it. If you, if you put us to one question, it's why. Yeah. So for me, uh, you know, that's the meaning of life stuff is the why, the, mm -hmm. the explanation. That's why I love theology. Yeah. It's the explanation. Right. For what we believe and why we believe. And it's logical. Should yes, be. Yes, should be. I yeah. just love what you did with this one, too, because, you know, this is what we do with, with tons of these. Yeah. You know, I took a, a Clint Eastwood out of a movie. And, you know, there's two kinds of people in this world, my friend. Those with loaded guns and those who dig. Yeah. And then extrapolated that into this whole, you know, a con conversation about slavery and... Free will and human rights well, that's, and all that, that's which, and you've done the same thing which is now. In, which is kind of our premise. Yeah, you know, it's, it's just, it's just tremendous. Here. But yeah, I mean, I'm at 
Like you're at the, you got to know the why, and I'm at the, hey, life sucks, put on a helmet kind of idea. Yeah. To, you know, stop whining. Well, that's There's right. Whining. Yeah, you would, you would definitely, the not, not complain is in your wheelhouse. Yeah. Right. Man up, put your big girl panties on, and let's just do the job. Yeah. Well, that's exactly right. Yeah. I mean, yes, I scream at the traffic when nobody will get out of the left lane, but okay, I vented. It's this right. is the way you this vent town and you is. Move on. Yeah, this is the way well, this town that's is. That's it. Unless I'll, I'll vent again tomorrow when they still won't get out of the left lane. But right. And as I was saying earlier, whining is complaining without purpose. Yes. So right. whining is very self-centered too, and very self-centered. It's, it's oh yes. Why me? Why me? Why me? Kind of whining is like why well, can't I get what I want? Yes. Yes. It, it's, it's a perverted why question. One might yes. say. Yes. Well, and like so many things that are wrong with the world in general, once you focus on self, yeah. you've lost it because nobody right. else cares about you. That's right. You know, if all you're complaining about is you, nobody compares yeah, about Is it, that it, not the nature of complaining? Usually it has some selfish uh, arrangement. Uh, generally, because there's, if you, well, if you don't complain, uh, generally it's because you don't have any interest in what's at yeah, stake. Perhaps. But you can, you can complain in the sense that you can point out flaws. You can point out problems. But if you don't also point out what can we do to get better. Installing plumbing. That's installing right. the, plumbing, install the plumbing. Yeah. Yeah. Then you are whining. Even if you are whining constructively in the sense that you're pointing out things that people maybe haven't seen. If that's if you stop there, then... Yeah. I mean, I, I have a solution for people to get out of the left lane. Does it involve firearms? <laughs> <laughs> it involves a much stricter testing regimen in the state of Kentucky for driver's licenses. Uh, well, <laughs> I, I do not believe any of us here would argue that that would be a very, very virtuous thing. To yes, have yeah, it would probably be virtuous in most states. That, that's yeah. correct. That's right. <clears throat> so that's that's pretty awesome stuff, Francis. I thought you might like that's it. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, I've been mean. That's been in, niggling around in the back of my head yes. for a long, long time, and I really wanted to kind of lay it out there and see where are we going to go with this. And I'm, as okay. always, I'm very pleased. I didn't expect any of that. Yeah, I mean, it, we tied it to lots of other things, but. Robert even tied it really to our discussions about gratitude. Yeah. You know, that we've had sure. uh, discussions about the self and discussions about, you know, the individual's relationship to society. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, because essentially, wow. it's, it's good that you say that because essentially both of those things that, you, that we've said here, don't whine and don't make excuses, are selfish acts. Yes. yes. That's why we don't do them. That's why right. we should not do them. That's Again, why they're bad. Pointless discussions of eternal questions. That's what we're best at. <laughs> Absolutely. We take that and just work so, with it. Right into it. All right. All right. Are you next? You want to go I next? Can be Why don't you go next? Robert. Give no, Robert. please. I, okay. I like to, to he likes follow to up because I'm you know, I don't like to toot my own horn, but I think I'm really good at tying it all together. You are. Well, you are. we'd be and, very and successful that's, with that's, it uh, so far. That's In the fact, rule you I, play. if I'm not mistaken, every time you've captained, you've deliberately gone last. Yes, I have. And I think that has served us well, and I see no reason to change horses in midstream, boys. All right. You're very good at at tying the ribbon on everything. That's good. Once we Thank once you. we put it out there, bring it home. That's definitely your strength, Robert. So, mine is a little different. That's cool. And from a considerably different kind of source. We'll give Robert a challenge of tying it all together this time. Yes, um, listeners, I am a fan of very hard and heavy rock and roll music. Something yes. we've never discussed. Yes, we never talked rock and roll. Uh, Francis likes some of my stuff. I do. Uh, I'm, I'm more eclectic. I can. Good music is good music is good music, and it transcends genre. Yes. There are certain genres you will not touch 
I know you, you're. I will enjoy good country music. Yeah, no, I don't. I'm not. You, big. Won't, you won't go Chris there. Chris Christopherson or, or or Johnny Cash. I'll do those. Yeah, but not much else. See, I can see the Johnny Cash is the Chris Christopherson. I'm having a problem I'm with. Oh, he's a great songwriter. Uh, he I is. like great songwriters well, and I like great performers. I, I would give you that. I'm yeah. surprised Waylon Jennings would not be in your wheelhouse though, because he's kind of. Yeah, what, yeah. I, like I thought you might. Waylon and Willie, I can do. I thought I you even might yeah. do a little Toby Keith. I've got a couple of Toby Keith yeah. discs, and, and, but I also have some eclectic stuff too because I. I always like uh, I like funk. Well, I like musicianship. So I, I well, mean, and, I like we, a lot and of, we all have that in common. We yes. really, really do. Uh, you know, I, I for, just as a for, for example, not a big fan of Christina Aguilera. She has a heavenly voice. Oh, she, she, has, she has a good very voice. Good. She's she very good. She has, but, a that, lot, yeah, but not I mean, my kind of music. No, that kind of music gives me a headache. But uh, uh, Robert, now your tastes are, are probably the most different. From all of us, because you're very much into new wave. very much new, punk, new wave, yeah, alternative music from the '80s, right. yes. and all of us love the '80s because that kind of formed yeah. us. Yeah, yeah. But yours yeah. is a little different from that. Yeah, I, I am very focused now. But in addition to that, I love me some bluegrass. That's true. That you was know? your. Origins. I love me some particular symphonies. Uh, some. Mm. Uh, some. Well, we didn't even talk uh, classical music. Yeah, yeah some, some cl- well, different uh, classical music. Beethoven's Eroica is still one of the, my know, favorites. I love me some Brandenburg Concertos yeah. uh, by Bach. Um, host the planets. Yeah, oh, see, yeah there we yeah. are. Yeah, that's uh, and, so. Uh, well, no, go ahead. Yeah, so I, I mean, remember. yeah, our musical tastes are very varied. But yes, you are definitely the 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 metalhead. Yeah, of the correct. group. Yes, that's in right. addition to you know Parliament Funkadelic or Charlie Daniels or and uh, I do like me some Charlie Daniels too. That's correct. Devil uh, Down to Georgia is just a great song. Yeah, it is absolutely uh, uneasy rider. Yeah, oh, yeah. I love that. We could we could probably sing that one together. The whole thing, the whole thing <laughs> straight through. That's one of the it's great. But great yeah, songs. I, I am kind of the metal guy. There's just something in the way my brain is wired, and the way we need to quote really my kids or whenever wired. we can, whenever we can find a way yeah. to do that. <laughs> um, that there's just something about the heavy music, especially when it's when it's got this psychological edge to it. When it's when it's about something. Internal or inside. Well, Metallica so I, is kind of like your go-to. Yeah, yeah. yeah. But uh, this quote is actually from Black Sabbath mm-hmm. uh, oh, well. when Ronnie James Dio took over for Ozzy Osbourne yeah. and stayed with him for two albums. He was one of their principal songwriters, and the song is "The Mob Rules." And this is a lyric from that song: "If you listen to fools, the mob rules." So that's always one that sticks with me. And not just because it's a great song, it's you know great Tony Omi uh, guitar piece, but it's one of those things that just it's like all these, you know Clint Eastwood throwaway lines in these movies. It just sticks because there's something really inside Pro- it, profound. Yeah, there's a little it, kernel of that truth it inside sings, there. No pun intended. Yeah. Um, so I mean, it's something I tell my kids and everything. It's like if you listen to fools, the mob rules. In a way, it's a very negative uh, view of. The, the general populace, the, mm-hmm. the mob in, in that mm-hmm. sense. Yep. Um, and, you know, there there's valid reasons for that. I mean, you when you look at what society does, not just politically, societally, as a culture. Well, we're living uh, in right now in many respects. It, well, in, in many respects, you know, the, the run on toilet paper still astounds me. This is not a stomach or butt bug. <laughs> All right, and, and yet there's you get, going to be plenty of toilet paper. Yes, you don't this, have to. This is not the Soviet packages. Union. We yeah. don't have to ration it. Thank goodness. Yes. Yeah. So, <clears throat> but that's mob. That's a mob mentality. But that's a mob. Yeah. For some reason, somebody got it in their head that you need tons and tons of toilet paper. And but and you the, don't. And the extremists came out 
until the retailers did the right thing and realized, let's limit this. Yeah. yeah. Uh, as they should have done earlier than they did, but, yes. you know, it gobsmacked but, a few people. Well, you know, really, when you think about how fast this current well, crisis absolutely. It was, it was upon came us. upon us, once it hit the U.S., and not just California, once it made it across the country, that's when things got serious. When it hit Indiana and Kentucky, it was like the next day everything was shut down. Mm-hmm. You know, yeah. it was it was just one day. We're thinking, okay, well, let's just start. But then all of a sudden, all right, we're not taking any more chances. Yeah, it was very, very quick. Yeah. And, and that, in and some that ways, is, that's good because yeah, that, that whole not... flatten the curve thing, you know, it may prolong some of the, the, the general strife. But it will decrease the 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 intensity of the pandemic. Uh, of the itself. pandemic. So, yeah. so in some ways, you know, the mob has some good points, but not always. Well, I always like to do the uh, um, PJ O'Rourke, why he prefers the individual over the mob. The mob will never buy you lunch, right? Well, that's that's exactly you're exactly right. Well, the mob will buy itself lunch. <laughs> Well, what you're talking about here with the mob, you're, you're basically equating the mob with foolishness. Yes. And well, foolish group behavior. Group think, yeah, herd group mentality. Think. Group think, herd, yes. yes. That those type yes. of things are always dehumanizing. By their definition, they are. Because as you can see from those who those crazies, I'll call them that, that made the run on the toilet paper happen. Uh, there's not a lot of thought there. Right. It's, it's simple, you know, fire ready aim. Yeah, you know, you know and so much of the silliness in society is this group think. Mm-hmm. Um, all it because, takes is enough people to I say mean, the same thing. When you think about, look at all the different kinds of silliness. Uh, yeah, we'll stay away from the political silliness because you know we, that's a totally different <laughs> yeah. rabbit hole. Yeah, and I don't mean just current. I mean throughout throughout the ages. But you look at some of the silly things that society has has just glommed onto mm-hmm. the pet rock oh yeah mood rings mood, mood rings. rings they sold tons yeah if you're and these are remember, 70s things yeah if you don't remember the 70s you're gonna have to google that and look it up bell bottoms and then you're gonna go ties three feet wide <laughs> that's right when, when you look up pet rocks you're gonna go was um, everybody in the 70s stoned out of their mind i and think the, so and the answer is probably yes that's right it's correct um, but yeah, I mean, it's the same idea as, you know, somebody that jumps up on a stump or a chair and says, somebody get a rope. It's the same mentality. It's the lynch mentality. Yeah. There's no question as yeah. to that. So that's, that's and why. And so a great, mean, great number of people will do that. Yeah. I mean, you might. It's a guard against that idea, that mentality of that lynch and that mob Well, because there is. It's fools. When you have those fools here, what you're talking about here, that herd mentality is the absence of leadership. So absolute absence of absence of leadership. Yes. So, right. but why? See, to me, that's the more interesting. Why, why does this happen? Why How is, is this, it able to happen? Yeah. Because you'd think we would be better than that. Because, relatively yeah. speaking, we are an educated country. Mm-hmm. You know. Yeah. Now, granted, I think our, the quality of our education may not be as good as it was. Certainly, is not as good as it was at the beginning of the 20th century. Mm-hmm. You look at the class uh, classwork that and the courseware uh, courses that. They took in high school. That was like graduate level today. Well, as a general rule, the entire country is functionally literate. 
more or less. Yes, more but less. 100 years ago that was relatively true, too. Except for punctuation, I've noticed. Well, I well, said functionally. Yes. I mean, you can you can read the signs most of the time. Yes, but you know what? When I read those badly worded comments and tweets, I can't help but read them as written, and it drives me nuts. Oh, I'm totally yeah. with you. I'm like, wait a minute. There's supposed to be a period in there somewhere. Yeah. There's stop that sentence. Yeah, there's an apostrophe between that we and that R-E. Mm-hmm. So, but anyways, that's... So, but why does this happen? What is it about the modern mind that causes this kind of mob mentality I that is so dangerous? I think it's an evolutionary holdover from the time that we were tribal. There's that word again. We're we still tribal. It. We still are. That's correct. That's why, that's why, why it won't go away. It's because, think about it, millions Safety of in numbers. Safety in numbers. Yeah, think about it. It's a survival mechanism. It's a survival mechanism. That's why we have it. That's why, you know... Uh, the herds, you know, if you look at the herds in Africa of gazelles, uh, they stay together because they know that only the periphery will the lions reach. If you can stay right. in the center, it's actually very helpful in avoiding tickets, by the way, traffic and speeding tickets. Yeah, stay in the middle. Stay of the, in the, the middle amongst the herd, and the predators will take the ones on the outer don't edges. Don't be the fastest guy. Don't be the fastest guy. Yes. I like being behind somebody else that's at least moving. That is yes. correct. That's right. So it's, uh, there's, it's the same dance. We really understand that... Uh, there's safety in numbers, and coming together is the only way that keeps us safe. And then we well, and we go back there. I think. And this is a, is a bastardization of what is a very good instinct, because as it, we've talked about many times, it is. relationships mm-hmm. are what make us different from the animals. That's right. You know, we've talked about that <laughs> a few things, a few times, and the fact that we have permanent, lifelong, deep emotional. Mm-hmm. Connections with other people, not just romantic, but friendship, right. brotherhood uh, of snakes and otters, baby. brotherhood of snakes and otters. Right. Uh, these things are what make us human, but to an extreme, they take our humanity away. That's right. The tyranny of the majority. It's, Ultimately, that's where yeah. this potentially potentially Submerge leads us into yeah. mob think into group. Well, think. and that's one of the reasons that our that a true democracy, pure democracy, as Plato said, will not work. Yeah. Right. It's not possible. It's well, mob rule. Right, we've talked about that. The, with... the weak will always be subsumed yeah. by the 51%. Right. Yeah. Democracy is two wolves and a rabbit voting on what's for dinner. That's exactly right. Oh, yeah. I love that. I hadn't heard that one before. That's a very good one. That's... Yeah, well, like P.J. O'Rourke would say, you, you throw away the rights of man for the little kids on the milk cartons. Yeah. Yeah. Because and we would. It's emotional. It's it's. Direct, it's yeah, that's right. Well, it, it, a it's, very neat anthropological it's, point you've made. It's, uh, it's, it's an immediate thing, too. Yeah. You notice that these mob rule things, like your lynching analogy, yeah. it's immediate, it's and it's moment. emotional. Yeah, it, it, there is no considerated opinion. If you were to force somebody to wait a day, the answer would very likely be different. You know, that's true, but I think it's also true, though, that that mob rule can have a, a strong enough undercurrent. That it becomes movements. Oh yes, yeah. Like, you know, Pet Rock was not a one-week thing. No, that's right. That went on for like an entire year or two, right? Sure. Well, we remember it. Yeah. So, we didn't have one, fortunately. Yeah, I didn't either. I, you know, well, I did, but I just went out to the driveway and picked one up. You know, well, I, I think I was too poor to have a Pet Rock. I had to go buy. I had to go pick my own. <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. Had to find uh, it in the wild. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah, domesticated. My, yourself, yeah, I domesticated my <laughs> rock myself. <laughs> yes. I captured it in the wild. Did you release it back at some point? To let yeah. Go back yeah. Out well, I'm sure my mom did. Yeah. So. But you know, sometimes mob rule, uh, you know, this 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 undercurrent, it lasts for a long time. Sometimes it's a good thing, 
but it doesn't get self-corrected. And I think that's yeah, really where the problem becomes. Right. Yeah. You well, know. in the presence of leadership, though. Right. That know, almost we, always requires some kind of leadership. That, that's yeah. ultimate. And yeah, which because you're right. I think that's a very good point that you had was it's emotional. That's correct. It, 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 you're subsuming your rationality inside your emotionality. Right. Well, you're, you're either seeding it or yeah. giving right. it away. You are joining. Basically, it's essentially, it's I don't want to be left out. That's what it boils down well, it's, to. It's the reptilian portion of our brain, too, that's taking over the rational yeah. part. And yeah, it's, it's basically engaging biology. the flight... Uh-huh. But instead of away, it's two. You're you're fleeing away from being too individualistic, too unique, right. and thus being left on the outside. Yeah, being on the uh, edge yeah, of the herd. It, it's very hard to overcome. I, it is, I, and I, it's I, true like for I us said, too. I've yes. talked about this before how how much of a struggle it is for me to realize it's okay to be myself. I don't have to fit in. Um, well, because outliers in this case here tend to be you know even killed. Or marginalized yeah. at best. Yep. Even if you're absolutely right, yep. unless you can gain an alliance with people and gain relationships with them, your way of thinking will never be taken seriously. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's essential. It's the difference between no matter how rational, Brutus and Anthony. Oh. Brutus's speech was entirely rational. That's correct. Anthony's speech is completely emotional. That's correct. And, and who wins, wins the day? That's correct. Mob wins. The Even day. though the mob loved Brutus when he spoke. Yes. But Anthony wiped it away. That's very good. I like that. That's because Brutus is an honorable oh, man. man. Absolutely. I was, oh, perfect. <laughs> You're supposed to use your James Mason impersonation on that one. I couldn't it, do that. I was going to say, mm-hmm. it's very good, yeah. So, okay, so. Good stuff, guys. Yeah, that was really good. Yeah, yeah. Francis and Robert, terrific. So, we're up to me. Yeah, what you got? So, mine is a quote that uh, probably many people have heard. Most people probably don't know where it came from. I didn't even know until... Martin looked it up. Yeah, we were doing a show prep. We said, who? And <laughs> yeah. then, then um, oh, okay. And that is that no plan survives contact with the enemy, which is actually a bastardization of uh, a German general, uh, von Moltke? Moltke. Helmuth von Moltke, oh, the, Helmuth, elder. Yes. the elder. Yeah, the, the elder, yes. Not the younger, the elder. Yeah, because right. there are two of them. That's right. <laughs> who would have thought? Well, uh, his son was one of the major forces in the early days yes. of World War One, and this is 1880, his right. father. So, you know, his, uh, his original quote was, Therefore, nor, no plan of operations extends with any certainty beyond the first contact with the main hostile for- force. Essentially, no plan survives contact with the enemy. Yeah, that version or, doesn't sing. Or you can always do the Mike Tyson version. Yes, which is? Everybody's got a plan until they get punched in the face. Yes. That's so, a pretty good Mike Tyson impersonation. That's and good. one of the reasons and I it's, like it's, this. It's interesting Von Mulkey, Mike and Mike Tyson. Tyson. <laughs> of course, now you didn't say it with a high, squeaky voice when you no, did it, but that's okay. So the reason I like this is because it's a great reminder of how, especially in today's world where everything changes on a dime, like we talked about with how everything shut down on a dime yeah. from mm-hmm. one day to the next, that you have to be prepared to adjust what you plan to do. Absolutely. Right? You have to be nimble quick on your feet Flexible. this is true whether it has adapt overcome yes yes exactly which is um, one of mine that it's like a mantra of the marine corps yes improvise adapt and overcome and that is something that everybody needs to be able to do because if you're not you're going to get caught without any toilet paper and then you got to run to the store and you find out everybody else has already bought it all and then uh, and you wish that it was still the days of the Sears catalog, which yes. are no longer there. It's kind of hard to wipe your butt virtually. With yes, you can't the... wipe your butt with the internet. That's correct. Even though sometimes it looks like somebody did. That's yeah. right. 
So, so you've got to buy uh, you got to buy books by discredited political authors. Exactly. <laughs> yes. Well, I think if the tax the code bin, yeah, the yeah. tax code is a good place to start. Yes, yes. the tax code is always they did that in that movie 2012. Uh, yeah. Uh, no, no, no. That was in uh, oh, the, the day, day after, after tomorrow. tomorrow. That's right. The day after tomorrow. I yes. like that movie. It was fun. It's, it's a goofy post-apocalyptic it was. Uh, I, movie, actually, but I like that kind of story. That's correct. So now the interesting thing to me is, I think this works perfectly well with both of your quotes. Oh, do, do tell. tell. So, <laughs> uh, don't Thanks. whine. Don't or don't. Yeah, don't whine. Don't make excuses. That's right. And yours was, um, if you listen to fools, the mob rules. Right. So, in both of these, I think they happen because you have not kept this in mind. All oh, right. You're, you're you have exactly not been right. nimble of mind mm-hmm. uh, when you look at. Well, and really, both of these cases. Our lack of leadership. Yes, right? like we've said, that's correct. So, a leader is one who not only has a plan, a plan A, but they have a plan B, a plan C, a plan D, a plan E, a plan F, as many plans as they can come up with. Well, I prefer to have as many backup plans as there are versions of the Enterprise. That's that's A, B, C, D, and E. <laughs> See, I bet you were okay. wondering if Star Trek was going to enter in. We found well, a way. Honestly, I almost did Spock on you a minute ago, but very well, very yeah, good right. there. You got the Enterprise so, in. That's right. This this is a reminder to me. You know, in my personal life, I'm very big on setting goals. I love goal setting. I'm not very good at the goal achieving part, but man, I can write them up. Now, one of the things that I've is I've examined my my goals over the years. One of the things I've noticed is well, two things I've noticed. One is I I, I am very much too ambitious in the beginning. Too many goals, too short a time period. Right? Yeah, that's common. Yeah. And as I get older, I realize. Uh, that even you know where I have uh, achieved goals, it usually has taken longer than I thought it would. Uh, it's gone a different path, and it's all because no plan survives contact with the enemy. When you mm-hmm. make a plan, God laughs. Mm-hmm. That's yeah. one of the old quotes. Yeah, it's another version of this in yeah, a way. Very same thing, yeah. So the whole idea that you will do something exactly as planned can only happen if you are the only person involved in that plan. And even then, you're going to screw it up. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah, because we just don't. Because everything sounds good in our head. It's like when you explain comic book plots or Star Trek plots to somebody. Yep. Sounds perfectly logical and fine in your head until you say it out loud. Yeah. <laughs> then you realize, that's, that's a, oh, it's like okay. Well, yeah. Well, let's move on. That's uh, right. Different subject. <laughs> you know, it Never just mind. Sounds, it just sounds incredibly goofy when you say that stuff out loud, and that's you know. Well, it is plans the, are the same. It way. is in the execution, of yeah. course, well, as so many other things. I don't know. That's I don't know that you can execute some of them well enough well, to, be, to not be goofy. Ulysses S. Grant was famous for this. In fact, he's been talked of many, many, many times. One of the things that he brought that nobody else had, we've talked about this when we've talked about him, is that before him, generals would go forth with these elaborate plans. Uh, Burnside is probably the most obvious. Get their nose bloodied and then go run back under the bed. Because they didn't know what to do. Because they didn't know what to do. Grant refused to do that. He always planned. He was notoriously for as soon as the shooting starts, he'd throw the plan away and adapt on the fly. Right. He was he was a great example of adapt, improvise, and overcome. That's correct. And in fact, he was he changed he changed military history because of that because nobody had done that before. Right. So when we think about uh, the way the world works, you know, no business uh, will survive this current. Uh, economic crisis. I mean, I've seen some estimates that the GDP will shrink by 25% this year. Yeah. That is unheard of. That's correct. Great Depression didn't have that kind of shrinkage in a single year. 
So, you know, we are uncharted territories here. Now, whoever wins the presidency in November, assuming this is just a six to 12 month thing, uh-huh. is going to see a roaring year over year set of numbers next year. Yeah. So they're going to look like a savior, whoever they are. Uh, and it's not because they're necessarily better. It's just they happen to be in the right place at the right time. Uh-huh. Sometimes uh, that and is sometimes the success because is entirely are, that. There are some fundamental strengths yes. to the economy. It's just right now, if nobody's spending any money, none of those things are evident. Right. You know, since we are largely a service-based economy, that that's really going to hurt that. Yes, bigger um, service base than but, ever before. But even the retail economy, you know, products. Okay. My business that I the business I work for is is entirely based on the retail economy. So we're, I know we're going to see some very bad numbers. Now, I love what my CEO said today in an email. And it's basically, we're going to get through this. Everybody stay safe. Work from home. We're going to use this time to take care of the things we haven't been able to take care of because we've been so busy. Sure. We're going to use this time to take care of projects and do all the things that we know need to be done, but just keep putting, get putting off. Yeah. And he said a very important thing. We're going to handsomely reward those who make it happen. Now, this is an attitude that I can get behind, not just because I work for the company and I hope to get handsomely rewarded. Right. It's adapting to the circumstances. Right. It's yeah. not saying, oh my God, the sky is falling. Yeah, or my hair's on fire. Or my, my hair's God. on fire. Yeah. Thank you, Michael Jackson. Um, <laughs> and, I, oh my God, I got to cut costs, which in most businesses is headcount. That's correct. That's where your biggest cost yeah. is. And that is that is ultimately what happened in the Great Depression. Yes. And that's well, what and, led to the actual depression itself. Yeah. And you have to remember, somebody pointed this out. The stock market is not the economy. No, exactly. That is correct. And that's very important. Jobs are yes. ultimately the economy. Now, because of the nature of this particular slowdown that's going to happen, it's going to be the same thing. Because yeah. <laughs> you know, obviously the, the, the stock market has tanked. Uh, we've lost all the gains made since Trump came into office, uh, and then some. Um, but for now, those companies that managed to hang on to their employees... They're going to gain something that um, they couldn't have planned for, that they have adapted and improvised for. That is, they're going to gain some incredible loyalty of their employees. Oh, you betcha. Yeah, you've, you've got to be willing to play the long game here. Yes. And recognize... That's, that's something it's that's not been fo- missing yes. from, from corporate relationships that's correct. for 30, 40 years. That's Easily correct. and Because more. they have been seen as the first one to kick your butt off to the right. curb. So if you are not going to use the quarterly results as your, as your only guide to how to run your corporation, which is what most of them do, partially that's because there's a fiduciary responsibility. And right now, that, and for years, that, decades, that have been judged entirely on quarterly results. So you can make another $10 word, fiduciary. Yeah, I love um, that. I love that. So taking the long view, not following the mob, that's the right. fools. Keeping your leadership. Keeping the leadership going. Not bothering to whine about how things are going. That's right. Yeah. There is a, and and or making excuses. Your CEO's leadership example is I'm seeing it in other places, and it's happening too. in it's other happening. places. There's a new generation of leadership that's really saying, "Look, the real value here is the people we brought on." That right, is because this is an artificial hit to the economy. Yes, correct, and it will pass, and it will yeah. pass because again, it is different it from the a, Great Depression. Correct. Great Depression is, hey, all of a sudden. All this food's gone from middle America because of the Dust Bowl. For, yeah, there's that. The Dust Bowl, and then there's there's the uh, war the tariffs, thing the and, taxes. Yes. All these different things. It was a perfect storm to create that. Right. And it was almost, well, with the exception of the Dust Bowl, 
all it was man-made. Yeah, but it, there's the economy has so few sectors then too. This is one thing that I've I've always thought about trying to trying to fathom the depression is, you know, the the economy is hugely uh, dependent on the agriculture sector then. Well, yeah, it's almost exclusive. Far more than it is now. Far more. I mean, it, the agriculture is like a little tiny sliver of the economy today, but back then it's 30, 40 percent. Mm-hmm. That then feeds directly to transport, which yes. is the railroads. Mm-hmm. Railroads. Yes, you have no food. You can't. You, what, there, there's who no cares point. about the railroads? Right. There's nothing for the railroads to carry from middle America to the East Coast or to the West Coast. So when when the Dust Bowl hits and there's no product, then there's no transport. If there's no transport, there's no demand for steel to make new transport. Yes. And there's no demand for coal to power it. So you have that domino effect. Yeah, because everything is too connected. Yes. yes. Where today the economy is so diverse. Uh, that, was, that was the word I was looking for, diversification. Yeah, you almost have to have something like the coronavirus to be able to impact all sectors of the economy. Right, right, because, hey, we're still growing food. It's still going to be there. Yep. We're still going to transport it by truck. We're still going to mm-hmm. transport it by train. Grocery we're stores are gonna, open. Yeah, nice. we're still going to transport it by airplane. So you've got all of these separate We're still sectors. making toilet paper. Yeah. <laughs> Hope so, so. That's right. You know, there were people posting pictures of these empty shelves in Venezuela and then empty shelves in the U.S. over the weekend going, oh. You know. It's not the same thing. And it's like. Then other people were responding back, yes, over the weekend, there were empty shelves in America. But on Tuesday, on they, were Tuesday full. <laughs> they were full again. It's That's right. the difference. That's correct. Right. Yeah, it's right. So, like, uh, and one is systemic. One is just following the fools. A, bl- a blink. A blink. A yes. blink. Following the fools. Uh, so, yeah. So, to me, I no... think my quote really unintentionally has done a fantastic job See, of tying these two things together. You're, you're such a wonderful cleanup hitter with regards to these I, episodes. I, I, thank you for the baseball analogy. I appreciate it. I thought you that. might like that. Uh, We're not getting any otherwise. Yeah, so that's right. Well Cecil Fielder? Yeah, uh, yeah, oh, yeah, yeah. So, uh, uh, Miggy Cabrera. Oh, Miggy Cabrera. Yeah, yeah. So, speaking of baseball, um, we are uh, drinking, because uh, baseball and bourbon always go, because bourbon goes with everything. Well, that's bourbon correct. always goes yeah, with so everything. I am drinking uh, Maker's 46. I think you guys are still on well, the I Four fin- Roses. I had Four Roses. I finished it because it was kind of leftover. And I know I'm, we killed that bottle. And I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to go back to this 46. I've drank it with you before. I like it a lot. I'm doing it neat this time. No ice, which is not usually There's still me. some in the freezer over I might, I might think about it, but, you know, the... Scotty drank his scotch neat. Why not, you know, drink bourbon neat every once in a well, while? Well, some will tell you that you need a little bit of the, the ch- just a little bit of the chill and a little bit of the water to help bring out the flavor. A little, but I've never really tested that. That you know, that's something we should try one night. I like but anyways, this. so uh, a glass to uh, to things that have been delayed. Uh, to those certainly that are ill. Hopefully, they all get better. Hopefully, that's right. Very few. Uh, in the future, we'll get this this virus because you know one of the things that makes this bad, it's not just the long incubation, but this does have a higher death rate than other diseases. You know, other you know, you know the yearly flus. Yeah, or, those who are vulnerable those. here are more vulnerable than they usually yeah, are. Yes, for other it, it, things. it's the people with the underlying conditions a little much harder. harder. Yes. Yeah. Than, than so, influenza usually does. Yes. So a toast to those things that have been put on hold and to the to health of those who are listening. Amen. Yep. And to the underlying systemic strength of the American economy, it will be back. Yes. It will be back. If businesses can remember 
that no plants or eyes contact with the enemy. Mm-hmm. Not wine. That's right. Not make excuses and not follow the mob, the fools. Yeah, it's going to hurt. The bottom line is going to take a beating for the next couple of years. But if they absorb that, and government may have to help as much as we are, you know, almost yeah. in our bones opposed to that sort of thing. But that's the norm. This is the abnormal. This is the abnormal. I'm, you know, the, the, rules, the rule book has kind of been thrown out. It's the most unusual situation. It is. But if we can keep our heads Uncharted about space. us yes. and adjust our plans as we move along, we can we can re- recover from this. Oh yes, it's going to hurt some people. It's absolutely going to oh, hurt yeah. some people. Yeah, they're, I, I'm but I think it, it could hurt fewer yeah. if we keep our heads about us. Yeah. that's part of the depression. Yeah, you know, people don't keep their heads about them, and the twenties were so good that what happened in in, in twenty nine with the crash of the stock market and all that stuff started snowballing, and the government intervention in that case did not help. Well, exacerbated. Hoover was inept, unfortunately. Well, it wasn't just Hoover, but even yeah. some of the things that Roosevelt did, economists will tell yeah. you, actually extended mm-hmm. yes, the, neither, neither one of the depression. Yeah, I mean, that's kind of one of these things when you talk about flattening the curve uh, that I, I've heard about the economy is that classic Keynesian model of keep it off the bottom. Yeah. You know, try to keep it up. Government intervention to keep the economy off the bottom. There's starting to be a school of thought of that all that does is stretch it out. Let it hit bottom because it's going to bounce. Well, and Acan- you know, economies bounce better than dead cats. They do. They do. That's a good image. Uh, I like that. That's very interesting. <laughs> you know, for you cat people, I'm sorry, but um, you, know, you can make the philosophical argument either way on that because mm-hmm. the, the harder the bounce, that means the more people you're going to hurt in the short term. Yeah. So, you know, you have to balance. How many people you hurt in the short term, how hard, with an overall, let's not make it as bad as it could be. You know, you, 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 The you, case is, do you lay off 25% of your workers or do you take a 25% pay cut for everybody else? You know, for everybody, and yeah. everybody keeps their job. Yeah, yeah. I mean, that's really that's right. essentially the argument. And, and that's, you know, again, that whole argument about what's the government's role when the economy gets rough. Right. And if it's you one know, sector... What levers do you push and all right. that stuff and... And again, that's the idea. Well, let's keep it off the bottom, and let's do this. It's still trial and error. Yeah, it is. It and, is. And maybe the because maybe government the, cannot control what we do, and yeah. the economy is still largely consumer driven, yeah. which is why this is a broad based thing. It's, it's an because organism. consumers. Yeah, they're it, staying it, home. They have to. Yeah, it's it's like, like I said. It's like trying to grab a chicken in the in the barnyard. Yeah. So again, you know, no no plants to rise contact with the enemy. And this, I think, this is one of the best examples of it. Yeah, I would agree. You know, I mean, not only have you tied all three of these together, but you've made it relative to the exact time in which we're living. Bravo, sir. Well, thank you, Robert. You're you're terrific, bro. I appreciate the the accolades. Yeah. You know, I try. I do my I do my best. I, I, you know me. I like the the, the big picture stuff. Well, I like to tie it all together. That's what that's, we're about. That's what we want to that's, do. That's well, I think one of my strengths in my job. Is being able to see the big picture, tie all the various pieces uh, together, yeah. understand how it all works it together. Requires vision, which is something yeah. sorely lacking yeah. in the world today. Yeah, yeah. So. vision. Vision's a good word. Yep. Vision. Vision is very much a part of all three of these things. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. I always like uh, phrasing myself as like in volleyball, the setter. I pop it up in the air, and Robert slams it over the net for the point. <laughs> mm-hmm. So, well, I appreciate that. So, so Francis, what's up next? Speaking of vision, uh, we're going. We're our heroes is next time. 
Excellent. It's back to that. This is one I've been wanting to do for a long time, although, Martin, you're going to captain this one here. Winston Churchill. Oh, boy. Now, there's Talk about so something. much. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my goodness. So much that we can do with this guy here. Uh, he is also complicated. Uh, he is somebody that is that doesn't fit into convention very well. Uh, he's universally beloved in many ways, but he was very unique in many <laughs> he's ways. He's universally loved after the fact. That's correct. That's right, yeah. because he was not at the time. He is, Winston Churchill is one of the giants that strode across the 20th century. That's correct. You yeah. cannot, for lots of reasons, not just the war, although that was, well, as he would two say. Wars. That's correct. Uh, although that wars. was, as he would say, his finest hour. Yes. Of course. Yeah. So join us next time. Thanks for being with us here every week at Snakes and Otters, a pointless discussion of eternal questions. Be sure to spread the word on your social media accounts. Follow us and retweet us. We are on Instagram and on Twitter at Snakes and Otters. Let your friends know that they can find us on Podbean, Spotify, Stitcher, iHeartRadio, Apple Podcasts, and on YouTube. Just search Snakes and Otters Podcast to find us. And please, remember to leave us your comments and reviews. It helps people find us. And you can always send us an email at snakesandotterspodcast at gmail.com. I'm Martin. I'm Robert. And I'm Francis. Catch us next week. Same snake time, same otter channel.